This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We are live. I don't know what just happened there. (laughs) I have no idea what just happened. Y'all saw me doing stuff, but the video cut out. I have no idea what just happened. Oh, well. Technical difficulties on a Monday, but off we go. Welcome aboard. Glad you are with us. Let's go. It is time. I have no idea what was going on there. I was doing stuff behind the scenes, but all of you beautiful people could see me. No idea what just happened there. Could y'all hear the... Hey, let me know in the chat. Could you hear the music still going? Like, could you hear the intro still going? Anyway. All right, we got a good show in store for you tonight. Everyone do us a favor by hitting the like and hitting the share. We do have a winner for the $100 gift card giveaway for people who have subscribed to our YouTube channel. I'm going to let my son pin... Ben, pick a name out of a hat, 
and all right, we don't have a winner yet, but we will have a winner. I should have said we he will pull a name out of a hat and we will find out who wins that $100 gift card giveaway. But we do have a good show in store for you today. Signing day is only a few days away. What are we going to talk or what's going to go on there? What do we anticipate happening? We will touch on that. Also, Matt Trent from WBRZ is going to be our guest at 720. Want to talk about Matt about the coaching carousel and everything that's going on inside LSU. We will talk to him around 720. Also, Eric Gilbert transfers. I know a lot of people are asking me, Blake, why are we talking about Eric Gilbert? But you should have seen my DMs all last night and today in reference to Eric Gilbert. Is he going to be eligible to play? There's a lot of misinformation out there about Eric Gilbert and his eligibility. And we're going to talk about that as a whole. I think it's right. Let's put a a bookend on the simple fact that Eric Gilbert has transferred to Florida. And what about Will Wade? What about Will Wade? Is Will Wade a legit recruiter or is he and a good coach or is he just a good recruiter? Because that was a heartbreaker. A heartbreaker. Uh, what happened Sunday or Saturday? An absolute heartbreaker. Man, I don't know. Let's get to a couple of comments before we get into the show. Let's see. Tyler Mann says, STTDP. Yeah, y'all like that? Fire as Mike Bazile, our financial advisor over at AYS. Yeah, it was fire. Let the band play neck. <laughs> okay, so no, y'all couldn't hear it. No, it stopped after a few seconds. Man, what happened there? I don't know. I don't know what happened. I'm not sure. I'll have to figure that out. I'll have to figure that out. Technical difficulties on a Monday. The only reason I saw myself is because I saw it. It was behind the scenes. I could hear it playing, but then I saw myself on the uh, on the Facebook, which everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. All right, let's get into tonight's show. Play neck again. Screw it, <laughs> says Mike Bazile. But we got some good news, and we got to talk about our good partners over, our new sponsors over at AYS, the Rochers Lawn and Landscape Service. If you're look, guys, you got to give my good good friend, Mr. Richie Roche, a call. Roche's Lawn and Landscape is built on quality and service, serving your greater Baton Rouge area. A beautiful outdoor living space doesn't just happen on its own. You need a landscape specialist that you can trust. Here at Roche's, we believe... You should have the best-looking yard on the block simply because you deserve it. We cu- we'll, they will customize the package for you today. All you have to do is give them a call at 225-937-7220. That's 225-937-7220. And tell them that Blake Rafino sent you on by. And always, our good friends over at GM Varnado & Sons. GM Varnado & Sons has faithfully been serving your dinner springs in Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. From RV repair all the way down to simple auto repair. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. I want to send a shout out to our good friend, like I just mentioned, Mr. Richie Roche. New sponsor here at AYS. Brother, he guys and girls, he does fantastic work. My man does some good stuff. Y'all got to give him a call today. All right, I see a lot of people are talking about Eric Gilbert. Uh, We will talk a little bit about recruiting. 
Uh, but let's get into Eric Gilbert because I see a lot of people in the comments. Dylan Landry says Gilbert will take Pitts' spot for sure. Of course he will. Of course he will. Now, somebody today said that he will be immediately able to uh, go in and play, but that I, I looked into it even more. No, They still have to rule on this one-time transfer rule. And there's still some people in this, just because he's able to do that, and they're going to put this to a vote, I'm not sure if the SEC is going to say, you cannot do this in conference. Now, let me make this very clear. I am for player empowerment. I've said this to you guys before. I will continue to say it. If someone goes to LSU and then, for whatever reason, has to go to Dallas, like Marcel Brooks, hey, wants to be close to his family, I get that. You're asking an 18-year-old kid to make a decision. I'm okay with some of the movement because I don't think an 18-year-old should be put down. Now, I do get once you sign and once you're committed that you should stay at your school. But let me make this very clear also. Signing day will be Wednesday. And LSU during recruiting always processes kids out. Every single year, LSU will process a kid out. What do I mean by processing kids out? What I mean by that is, is that a kid might be committed to LSU and LSU tells him, hey, we want you to look elsewhere because we have another player coming to LSU who we think is better than you weeks before National Signing Day. Literally weeks. Sometimes the same week. So... If it's okay for LSU to do it, and we're not in a hung bug, we're not, oh my God, somebody just transferred. If we're going to freak out about Eric Gilbert, now I'm going to get on Eric Gilbert here in just a second, but if we're going to freak out about kids transferring, we better freak out about LSU processing kids out. That's, that is my biggest argument about recruiting and why I don't focus on it. Now, we'll talk about it. Recruiting as a lifeblood that fuels every dream and national championship at LSU. There's no other way getting around that. And I understand that. But you can't have one or the other. You can't say, oh, well, it's good for LSU because they got a better player, but mad when a kid transfers. However, let's get to Eric Gilbert. Let's get to Eric Gilbert. A lot of people will say stuff like this. Uh, Billy Reddy says, Gilbert has no chest. Um, there's people in the know. And look, I'm not going to come out here and, put, and air a man's dirty laundry out. Because it's not my, it's not my position to. But let's take a, a look into this. There are people and kids and recruits that... Um, like to do things outside of football. Here's my first point. I know that marijuana and some drugs, people have um, different views on them now as maybe they did 10 years ago. But let me make this clear also about Eric Gilbert and transfer rules. Number one, if you're going to a school and they don't allow you to do something, Every time you put your, every time that you get suspended, every time that you go out there and you do something that hurts your team, regardless of what society believes about it, if you do something that's going to get you suspended, you are selfishly going on the forefront and doing something that is selfish that will hurt your team. Let me give an example. When I was in high school, 
we had this amazing, uh, amazing team, baseball-wise. Amazing. And there were some guys, the night before we played in the quarterfinals, went out to a local bar, turned 18. They could go to a bar. It was somebody's birthday, so they went out. We lost the next day in the quarterfinals. I, I, I bring that story up to bring to say this. If your school does not allow it, regardless if it's right, wrong, or indifferent, you do not hurt your team. Now, I don't know exactly. There's so many rumors about Eric Gilbert. Maybe he did this. Maybe he did that. Ed Orgeron said his body hurt. His body doesn't hurt. Some people have talked about mental health. And if it is mental health, I hope that the kid gets a lot of, of help and there's a, a good structure around him that can help him if he does suffer with some things in reference to mental health. But this whole home, I'm homesick, this whole, oh, I want to be closer to family. Eric Gilbert didn't say that, by the way. Let, let's just make that clear. You never heard that from Eric Gilbert. You heard that from people in, literally, people, the man inside of LSU told you that, and they put out feelers that he's homesick. No, he's not. He just committed to Florida. You wonder why people get so upset when LSU doesn't recruit in-state kids. Now they're doing it. That's why. So I don't want to hear about I don't want to hear about homesickness. I don't want to hear about, oh, well, he did something, but the school should change something. I Look, my personal beliefs may be different, and they are different. I don't care what people do. If it doesn't hurt anybody, I don't care what anybody does. But what I am going to say here is this. If it hurts your team, don't do it. Simple as that. There's no excuse. At the end of the day, champions don't make excuses. So now you'll 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 we'll go out here and we'll go into National Signing Day. Now LSU signed two. Uh oh. Okay, we're good. LSU signed two tight ends in this class, and Jack Besh and uh, Jalen Sneed or Shed. Jalen Shedd, I should say. So it's good. But you're going to have to face Eric Gilbert at least twice, if not three or four times, because technically he redshirted in retrospect. But I do not... Also, also, let me make this very clear too. This is why the transfer rule is killing college football, and it hasn't even started yet. I've been blistered by Georgia fan. Georgia fans, you're about to get popped too. So get ready. Recruiting violations are coming. You're going to self-report yourself. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. It might be a month from now. But you'll self-report yourself on the bad recruiting that you did. And schools are already tampering. We've heard the Ohio State Eli Ricks rumors with Ray De- Rayshon Davis. We've just seen with Eric Gilbert. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. The All-American tight end literally came out yesterday and said, man, I'll tell you what, for the last two months, I've been talking to Eric Gilbert. I've been talking to him, convincing him to come to Florida. You can't convince me for a second 
that Tim Brewster, a recruiter at Florida, a coach at Florida, didn't say, hey, Kyle, I need you to start calling Eric Gilbert because I can't. You want to talk about tampering and why this will be bad for LSU and all these, every school? Oh, and by the way, uh, Florida is playing Alabama next season. And I don't want to talk about Nick Saban, but I will mention this. You think Nick Saban's not going to call the SEC and say, hey, listen, if they transfer inside of conference, don't let them do it. Don't let them play next year. I don't think kids should uh, be eligible if they transfer in conference. That's just my belief. Paul says, Gilbert is gone. Let's move on. Jack Besh. Yeah, Paul, I'm right there with you, man. But look at the comments. Literally look at the comments when we started the show. Eric Gilbert, Eric Gilbert, Eric Gilbert, Eric Gilbert. So we're going to address it. And look, LSU has a recruiting or the second national signing day, uh, Wednesday. uh, And looks, we'll see exactly what LSU is going to do here. But it's interesting. LSU just offered, literally just offered another quarterback and it looks like they didn't even – he was going to be a preferred walk-on, uh, according to Mike Scarborough at TigerBait.com. But Cole Lord out of Los Angeles, California, says, so unbelievable to receive an offer from my dad's alma mater, Louisiana State University. A huge thing to Coach Jake Peets, Russ Calloway, and Derek Panamski for giving me this opportunity. Callie – hashtag Callie to the boot. So that if that kid's got an offer, he's coming. Which LSU is telling you something without telling you something, right? LSU is completely telling you something without telling you. They think somebody's about to transfer, and we still don't know the status of Miles Brennan. I, I know I can be highly emotional sometimes, so it is what it is. Um, I'm getting worried about the status of Miles Brennan. Some I hope that uh who does he go on who does Ed go on with on Tuesdays on the radio show? Um shit. Uh oh T Bob A Bear. He goes on with T Bob A Bear every Tuesday. I pray to sweet baby Jesus. T Bob says, Coach, what's the health of Miles Brennan? Because at some point we gotta under they're basically telling you what's going on in the quarterback room. LSU's telling you something with that. They're not offering a three-star quarterback out of California who they wanted to be a preferred walk-on if something's not about to happen in recruiting. We might need to get uh, Mike Scarborough on. Uh, Justin Dunning. What's up, Justin? I haven't seen you in a while, man. He says, Blake, I got a, I got a mine rant, a Rafino's rant, Justin style, if you will. Uh, let me know when you can take a super quick call on him. Uh, we'll try to take a call at the end of the show. We're about to have... Uh, Matt Trent from WBRZ joined the show in just a second. Uh, look, I, I, I see a lot of the uh, weed comments about Eric Gilbert. No one's confirming anything. Some people have talked about mental health. Some people have talked about homesickness. And some people have talked about weed. Re- outside of mental illness, outside of mental illness, the other two is hurting your team. You quit in the middle of the season. Or you opted out in the middle of the season. I hope that if it is a mental illness, that that young man can get some help. Seriously, I do. 
But the other two, I don't care what all the kids nowadays are doing. I know that when I was 18 and if I had a beer and I got behind a wheel, and even if I do that now, that if, and I don't do that, but if I do that, that I'm liable to the consequences of my actions. So it's more than me just hurting my team. I'm hurting my family. Uh, Phil Tittle, what's up, Phil? He says, I wouldn't mind a player leaving as much if we were able to pick another player without costing you another slot. Yeah, I mean, I wish that the NCAA would uh, – well, it's not even the NCAA because they let, they let teams sign as many players as they want, I think. I think there is a cap limit at maybe 30. I'd have to look into that. But the SEC is the one that puts the cap limit on uh, the SEC in reference to only being able to sign 25 per class. They're the ones that have the hard cap. So, is what it is. Um, Mark says on YouTube, he says, if he doesn't want to be at LSU, then we don't want him. Well, guys, look, I mean, <laughs> it is what it is. Patrick on YouTube says, ask Blake, what's up with Cole Lord? I hope I'm saying that name right. Uh, is he taking a current, current commits spot or is he a leaving QB? I don't know what you mean by there, uh, but he got offered. Look, LSU's telling you without telling you right now. They're telling, they're telling you what they think. So, John, what's up, John? My man, John, he says, the T-bobber. Yeah, he goes on with T-bob. I forgot who Ed goes with on Tuesdays. Aaron Adams says, ask Blake defensive staff introductions tomorrow. Man, I really wish they wouldn't do that on National Signing Day. Like, let those guys have their own thing, but they'll probably do that. All right, a couple more comments, and then we'll get to Mr. Matt Trent from WBRZ, who's going to be joining the show in just a second. Adam says if he doesn't opt out before that game in October. Uh, but he did. Like, you guys know how I am with the, about the woulda, coulda, shouldas, or the if, ands, or buts. I, let's live in reality, right? Like, <laughs> he did opt out. He did quit in the middle of the season. So, all right, let's get to Mr. Matt Trent. But before we get to him, we got to get to our good friend, Mr. John Patton, over at Area Home Lending. Guys, if you're thinking about buying a new home, saving money on a mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with Mr. John Patton from Area Home Lending today, and if you mention this show, he will send his team out for a free appraisal. 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. And tell him Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you by. All right, Mr. Matt Trent from WBRC. Matty Ice, what's happening, brother? What's up? You guys caught me in a really awkward position. I'm trying to find a uh, open and clear room so I can talk to you guys and keep it quiet. So hey, man. I'm walking around the station right now. Hey, man. It's okay. It's okay. This is pr- pretty much how AYS goes, though. They, we love it. You know, we love and, and it. And that's, that's why I thought, like, you guys would appreciate this because I honestly, I was working on a store and then I looked at the clock and I was like, oh, crap, I got to join. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, crap, I didn't, I didn't reserve a room to do this. So I'm literally like, I might even go into the men's room here in a little bit. Hey, man. Hey, man. It's a part of the show. We got to roll with it. We got to roll with it. Uh, but yeah, man, I appreciate you jumping on and joining us. Matt, <laughs> it's been a long off season so far. Uh, just very quickly, what are your thoughts about what, what's going on at LSU, some of the things, the coaching searches? I know that we talked on WBRZ about the coaching searches. 
Just what's your take about all of this? If you're like me, I know you're like me, but it's time we can excel a little bit. But it's always going. Has this not been one of the more chaotic off seasons that you've covered? Look, I've been in television for let's see, the better part of eight years, and I've covered every single level of college athletics. I've covered Power Five all the way down to junior college, and this has been the wildest just year that I have ever experienced. And I think obviously COVID has a lot to do with that. The transfer portal, the way it is now. I mean, the transfer portal is making college athletics like professional free agency. Like you, mm-hmm. that's, that's why I have a deal that I never will report on air. Like I'll do it social media, but I never go on air and say a commit a kid has committed to a school because a you don't know if that kid's going to fall through with that commitment, and b you don't even know if that kid's going to be there for a full season, a la Eric Gilbert, a la literally everyone else in college sports. So that's made it wild. The co- the coaching search this year for LSU, I, I really didn't think it was that crazy. I think when you throw Bo Pelini getting canned after <laughs> gosh you know a season and, and barely a calendar year not even you know I, I think that was weird i'd never seen that before because we in the media we always joke when a guy comes in he has a terrible year like, oh you know he's getting fired but, you know, <laughs> we say that tongue-in-cheek right but then we said it and then we wake up to twitter and be like oh crap he actually got fired you know it was it was just unheard of and I think the offseason in terms of the coaching search has been quiet. I think, you know, with all the stuff going around with the D.C. search, going through multiple candidates, I think that added a little bit of flavor to it. But overall, kind of just your run-of-the-mill offseason when you've got a lot of coaches coming in and out. I didn't really see anything glaringly bad or glaringly good. I think the Durante Jones hire was – it was okay. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm not super thrilled about it and I'm not super disappointed about it. I think Ed vetted his candidates. I think he talked to the right people and I think it was the safe hire. I think it was a smart hire. And I, I just think it was what you have to do after Bo Pelini. You know, they always say <laughs> right. you don't want to be the guy that follows the guy. You know, like nobody's going to come to BRZ and be able to follow Pat Shingleton in that oh, right. department. I don't care who you are. Right. But you did. Hey, don't don't rip on my man Josh Eaches now. Don't don't you dare do that. I'm just saying just from a pure clout level, a, a name right. recognition level, a recall level. Like there's there is no I've worked with very few people that have the recall that Pat Shingleton does from the very top of the viewing area to the very bottom. That's not a knock on Josh Eaches. That's just. No, I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just messing. No, but like, but again, but again, like when, when you've got Bo Pelini and I was talking to uh, Rohan Davey the other day, I said, does, did anybody want to take this job? Did anybody want to come in after how just depleted Bo left this defensive unit? And I, and I used that same phrase. I go, you never want to be the guy that replaces the guy. And Rohan David cut me off. He goes, you want to replace this guy? Like, you you definitely want to replace this guy. But I think that there's just so much. Look, obviously, you know, you had the opt-outs and, and you had the, the, the defensive unit like it was. But I think these kids are just beaten up mentally and emotionally. Like, going out and knowing 
all right, well, if we can keep them under 45, we've got a chance. <laughs> well, and I think that weighs on you. Well, I Matt, it, it's a great it's a great point that you just make. Now, I, I watch this little Food Network and the show called Triple D, and we have an AYS Triple D. It's called Dominating Defenses Are Dead. Right, and so people are freaking out. Like Alabama, for an example, and other schools, their defense only averaged nineteen and a half points per game last season, and they want their defensive coordinator canned. Uh, do you think, Matt, that being a defensive coordinator in a Power Five or a school like LSU is maybe the toughest job in college athletics outside of being a head coach? Yeah, I mean, because you look at just the evolution of the spread, right? Right. Like the spread every year, it's like the flu. You're getting different variants. You're getting different strains of it every single year. And just when you think you've got it figured out, then you've got to go and prepare for something else. And I think that's why, like, Alabama is so good because they're going out and they're dominating every single year. Like, they're holding teams to 7, 10, 14 points a game. And it's like, okay, now when you're doing that, with the offenses and the offensive evolution, it's really impressive because obviously like playing defense, I have no idea what the offense is going to run and I have to defend it. I have Mm -hmm. to go out and game plan. Pretty much I have to do estimated, you know, guesstimations on what they're going to (laughs) do. That's tough, man. Like that's tough. That's why hitting in baseball, it's like being a 300 hitter is so amazing in professional baseball is because I have no idea what that dude's going to throw and I've still got to be successful at doing it. College defense is the same nowadays. It's like, hey, you got to take a round ball with a round bat and square it up. You know, like it's the craziest things. Matt, we have a question for you inside of Facebook Live. Justin Dunney says, hashtag ask Matt, what style do you see Jake Peets bringing to LSU? Will we get back to more empty sets and RPOs? Uh, let's go ahead and CC Joe Brady on this. One. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think I think anytime you've you've been under somebody like Joe Brady, you've got to take something right. Like you've mm. got to take little bits of of things here and there. And being with him at the NFL level, I think that he's he's going to be bring a smorgasbord of stuff. I think anytime you don't run the RPO, I think that's a recipe for disaster. Right. Like I said, you've got to do so much to deflect attention one place to get it off of what you're trying to do. I think Jake Peets is going to do a great job. And I, I, you know, we will never know until we know, you know what I mean? And I know that's so stupid to say, but it's a cliche, but we won't know until Mm -hmm. we know. But I think, yeah, I think you're going to see a ton of Joe Brady. I think you're going to see a generic version of Joe Brady. Well, and and DJ Mangus. Well, DJ Mangus, to your point too. I mean, I mean, look, they, he's been with that man more than anybody, and he's going to be calling plays on third downs and red zone. I mean, so in and of itself, we're definitely going to see the empty sets on third down. To your point, because and honestly, you might even see an extended playbook from what they had in 2019. Because let's be honest, Joe Burrow compared to Miles Brennan, should he be the starter, which I think he will be this season, got a better arm than Joe. I would say he's slightly more athletic as a runner. Um, might see it extended a little bit. Might see him throw it a lo- even more than they did. Might see him run a little bit more. And I know now we're going to maybe pull the reins back on Miles running-wise because of the injury this year. Right. But I, I think there's just so much for so much to grow and so much levels that we haven't even explored yet with, with all of these new offensive hires you have no reason to not be excited heading into fall of 2021. 
Uh, Matt, that's a good point that you bring up there is that LSU brought in, a, and we talked about this a couple, about a month ago when we went on, I went on with you about just the players that LSU's bringing back. I mean, look, you got the entire offensive line, entire defensive line coming back, a lot, 20 of 22 starters uh, coming back. What's a, in your mind, what's realistic for LSU next season football wise? What do you, where do you see them go? Do you, can they get to nine, 10 wins? Or do you think it's going to be a struggle next season for them? I think, I think we should. I, I, I heard, I hear a lot of people saying nine and three. Mm-hmm. I, I hear that floating around. I don't hate that, but I don't love it either. I think the baseline should be seven wins because that's that's pretty reasonable with three non-conference games and then you know your SEC schedule or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that's reasonable. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did it. I wouldn't be surprised if they slipped up and beat somebody and went ten and two. Mm. I mean, I, 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 and that is the one thing that I've hung my hat on, is that yes, this year was absolutely terrible. It was awful on so many <laughs> levels. But we had no idea what Miles Brennan and this offense could have accomplished should they all have been together. Mm. If Miles doesn't go out, if Eric Gilbert doesn't do whatever he did or wants to do or whatever, they had those young receivers with Miles Brennan and a halfway decent offensive line that probably would have gotten better as the season went on, there's no telling what could have happened. Because Miles right. Brennan was going up and putting up better numbers than Joe Burrow in his first three to four games. Mm. Like, you can't argue that against an all-SEC schedule. Like, I, I, I don't understand where all the slander was coming from with Miles because he was having a fantastic year until he got hurt. Yeah, and I think I think Matt maybe just because he hasn't gone through a season not injured, you know, it's just because sure. you, you and I think that's where the fans are like, "Hey man, do we move on?" you know, because he's been injured. Uh maybe that might be a part of it. Just just looking from the outside looking in. Uh we have a question from Brandon. He says, "Ask Matt, do you think that Coach O has to win, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot here, but has to win 10 games for most people to believe that the program is back on top and back in the right direction. Um, yeah. That, <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying yeah to that question. I'm just saying, yeah, that's a tough one because, look, right. any, no matter where you are, winning a national championship buys you some time. Mm. It buys you at least three years afterwards. So if if this year this year is a wash, I, I, no nobody should have been evaluated good or bad off of this year. Okay, so then we start fresh. This is the first year post national championship in my mind. If everything is normal, do I think he has to win ten games? No, I think if he goes nine and three, everything is serviceable. You know, you play Alabama tough, even in a loss. I, I don't think so because again, you've got new coordinators. You've got kids coming in, new kids coming in to this already, you know, young team and you're having success. Okay, then we can look to the next year and go, hey, maybe we can shoot for that 10 year mark because we've already seen what Coach O can do with lightning in a bottle. We've already seen that he can manage a team and get put best players on the field. He can recruit. And LSU is a branding machine, so the kids are going to be here. The eye of the eye of the public is going to be on the eye of the tiger. I don't think that this that we're going to put a a hard number on. Coach O's got to win ten or he's out. It ain't going to happen. And plus, I find it very hard to believe for the flagship University of Louisiana to fire one of their own board and bred kids guys in Ed Orgeron. I find right. it hard to believe. 
Matt, a couple more questions for you. Matt from, Matt Trent from WBRZ is our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at Matt Trent. I'll let him tell you everywhere that you can follow him on social media. And you can see him every night. Or not maybe not every night. We'll let him <laughs> tell you that. Matt, uh, one, one, a couple, one question I got to get for you. How how excited are you about LSU baseball this year? Uh, maybe LSU basketball doesn't look so hot right now. Are you excited about baseball or are you more of a basketball guy? Is water wet? <laughs> that's, 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 the, that's my reaction to people asking me if I'm excited for LSU baseball. Well, and tell the people, so- Matt, very, I really interrupt you. You're an ex-collegian baseball player, so tell, tell people a little bit about yourself and how, how excited you are about baseball. Yeah, so uh, played collegiately at the University of Richmond. It's a mid-major Division One school in the Atlantic 10 Conference. I played there from 2006 to 2011. Was very fortunate enough to play professional baseball after that for a little bit. And I just, you know, I've been playing baseball since I was probably six, seven years old, and I just love it. And I, mm. I think as I got older, I just love being at the ballpark. You know, and what better place to watch a baseball game than the box? I mean, it, it, like they could they could be playing, you know, a men's league, beer league, softball game at the box. I'd show up. I'd pay top dollar just to be in the atmosphere of that place. But LSU baseball, and I have, I have started kind of. I shouldn't say started, but I, you know, I like to stir the pot. <laughs> that's that's yeah. just my personality. I like that. <laughs> I'm all on the bandwagon of Jaden Hill being better than Kumar Rocker this year. I will die on that hill eight days out of the week, 366 days of the year. Hey, you did have the legendary tweet that if you think uh, Kumar Rocker is better than Jaden Hill, fight me, which literally made me LOL. Guess what? (laughs) Nobody has come up throwing hands. Yeah, I I noticed that. I noticed that. Either two things, either people believe it or they're scared to death of them hands. Either which one we don't we're, we're not going to find out. It's definitely not the latter. I can tell you that. It's definitely not the latter. But, All right. But like I I just like I I really do and and I know when we speak on injuries we have to speak about Jaden Hill because he had the phantom arm injury a few seasons ago and we really didn't know what was going on and you know Paul kept it hush hush and he didn't pitch for like all of his, let's see, 2018, I think it was. My memory's kind of bad because it was before I was here. But, like, he's just so electric. And he's such a big body dude. He was recruited to play football in multiple places, including LSU. Mm. And he's like 97 to 100 plus when he goes out there in a, in a hard big league slider and he's got a change up. You, you find me. Two, three dudes. You find me two dudes in college baseball that have that type of velocity and can throw a consistent changeup, and I'll show you a number one pick every single year. I agree. There's with no you. one. There is no one that and can control it. Can control three pitches, a big league slider, a humongous fastball, and can throw a changeup for strike that actually is good and has movement. Kumar Rocker doesn't have that. I don't care what any scout says. Kumar Rocker doesn't have that. Yeah, and Matt, the uh, the thing with with Jaden's just going to be can he? How long can he go in games? Can he build that stamina uh, along that? And we'll 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 go from there. All right, last question. We'll get you out of here. What is your favorite Pat Shingleton story? Do you have a favorite Pat Shingleton story? I think 
for me, just being kind of a short timer here at BRZ, I don't, I don't have one major Pat story because I was kind of with him in an abbreviated setting. Like I, I came here in June of 2019 and we would do our normal 1030 trending show at, at 1030. And that was where we kind of like let loose or whatever. But I think Pat is so brilliant that people really don't understand. Like he is that witty. He is that quick all mm-hmm. the time. I mean, he commands a room with his humor every time he walks in and it would just be amazing because you know, I used to think that I was this witty, just smart dude who was funny all the time and could make people laugh. And then I showed it to BRZ and Pat Shingleton was like, all right, hold my beer. Watch how the pros do it. You know? So (laughs) I, I, he is just, he's a legend. And I think that's the only way to describe him is because it, it was so funny because when on his final broadcast, he said, you know, I've had a lot of people talking about, people in upper management here at the station. He said, I've had a lot of people tell me don't do it again, but never tell me no. And I mm-hmm. love that because he was definitely a dude that shot from the hip and it was in the spur of the moment. It was ad libbed. It was improv. And in most of the time it was always really, really good. Did Pat Shingleton offend some people? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. And he knew it, but that's the beauty of it is he shot first and asked questions later. Yes, indeed. Well, Matt, listen, I'm having some technical difficulties here, brother, on my camera end. But tell everybody where they can find you and where they can watch you uh, at, with WBRZ. Yeah, so Twitter is mctrent23 on Twitter. Um, you can normally find me on the weekends anchoring, reporting most of the time. I'll actually – I've got a really cool story coming up tomorrow at 6, maybe even 10 um, – about the LSU players in the Super Bowl that still want to wear their LSU shoulder pads. And I went to LSU equipment today, talked with the legendary Greg Stringfellow, talked with Jacob Hester about the affinity and just the allure that is those purple and gold shoulder pads and why NFL guys who are getting paid millions upon millions of dollars and have every resource to their disposal prefer those LSU shoulder pads, even in a big game like the Super Bowl. So we'll have that tomorrow at 6 o'clock. That was a really, really fun story. Um, so be on the lookout for that. I just – you know how I am, Blake. Like, follow <laughs> me on Twitter or don't. It's just ridiculous either way. You know, we try and have a little bit of fun with this TV stuff. So follow me. Watch me. Do whatever. Just uh, I'm here, and I'm always tweeting or saying something really dumb. So – I don't I don't know about Dom, but um, it's always it's always a very good follow. Matt, thank you very much for coming on, my friend. We'll talk soon. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks. That's Matt Trent from WBRZ. Guys, again, I'm having the technical difficulties on the camera end of it. Um, so I'm going to have to figure this one out. I'm going to have to figure the camera thing out. This is a bummer. This is a bummer. All right. Well, you know what we're going to do? Um, we're going to call it early because I'm going to have to figure out how to... Uh, I'm going to have to figure out how to get this camera back working. But we will get it done. I promise you that. But until then, guys, my name is Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. You, have a, you guys have a good night. We'll talk soon. Peace out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes 
ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.